Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melissa C. I'm from New York, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, July 27th. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we are reading from the big book, and we are on page uh, XXIII, forward to the fourth edition. The first paragraph is this fourth edition, and we're going to be reading through the entire fourth edition, forward to the fourth edition, um, ending with power and simplicity, and the comments are on all. Okay. Today's readers are... For the 12 Steps, France N. 12 Traditions, Marge E. Readers of the text are Duell, Maria F., and Lisa B. And our newcomer greeter is Claire E. And the host for the second uh, on recording portion is Nancy P. The reference numbers for Sunday, July 26th was one five. Zero five zero. That's one five zero five zero. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask France N. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, France. Good morning, everyone. Um, This is France N., a recovered compulsive overeater on the beautiful Gulf Coast of Alabama. The... uh, 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous, as follows. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed 
and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. In 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service this month, and I pass. Thank you so much, France. And I will now ask Marge E. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Marge. Thank you very much. The 12 traditions. Much. I'm not able to hear you. If you could, um, I don't know if you unmuted or, but I'm, you're not being heard. Talking. I didn't realize I was muted. I'll start again. Thank you, Melissa. March. I'm. I'm still. I. I. I'm still having difficulty hearing you. Is there? Can you hear me now? It's a bit better, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll talk a little louder. I'm on a cell phone now, so it's a little different. Um, our Commonwealth has shipped him first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants who do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous have no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions. Every night against the place principles before personalities. Thank you, Melissa, and I pass. Thank you so much, Marjorie. Okay. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing 
and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. <clears throat> Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we resume our study of the big book. We are reading the um, forward to the fourth edition, and um, we're going to be reading the entire um, forward. So um, I'm going to ask Du Al to please begin reading. Good morning, Du. Do press star one. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning. Forward to the fourth edition. This fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous came off the press in November 2001 at the start of the new millennium. Since the third edition was published in 1976, worldwide membership of AA has just doubled to an estimated 2 million or more with nearly 100,800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth, and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. In country after country where AA seed was planted, it has taken root slowly at first, then grown by leaps and bounds, when literature has become available. Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. As the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, page 17 of this book, was written in 1939, I refer to a fellowship composed largely of men and women with quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of AA's basic text, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. The stories added to this edition present a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and have deepened to encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. While literature has uh, preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs, practices within the fellowship. Taking advantage of technology, technological advances, for example, AA's members with the computers can participate in meeting online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. Fundamentally, though, the differences between, then, uh, between an electronic meeting and the home group around the, the 
world, I'm sorry, around the corner is one format. In any meeting, anywhere, AA's experience, strength and hope with each other in the order to in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modern to mod, modem to modem or face to face, AA speaks the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And I believe I, I'm hearing a lot of echo in the background. If somebody can mute, that would be great. Um, good morning. My name is Du Al, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater from uh, New York. And I love this because it's telling you, it's telling you that this basic text, this uh, book of Alcoholics Anonymous, has had an explosion, not only on the fellowship, but its its change is. Um, you know, uh, it says that in 1939 or 19, uh, it was largely composed of men and a few women who had quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. But now, because of the lapse of time, they've seen that this has changed to a membership whose characteristics are very different from <laughs> what was in 1939. It has had an explosion. On, on age, gender, race, and culture, and it has widened and encompassed a, 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 a membership that goes beyond just 100 members that initially. And, and, and even the customs have changed. You know, we have technology today that we could get together and, and have this recovery. But I want to focus on what the big book talks about, because, you know, why do the, why does the big book focus on numbers? Because numbers indicate if something's working or if it's not. And they're focusing on this number from um, the fourth edition to the third edition. They're saying from 1976 to 2001, 20, 25 years had lapsed. And in those 25 years, they had a growth in the fellowship. There was an explosion in the fellowship. And what does that mean for us today? How do we translate that into uh, Overeaters Anonymous? Well, from the beginning of OA in the 1960s to the, about the 1990s, we had about 250,000 members. And we lost two-thirds of the membership when literature was introduced um, into, into our fellowship because initially, in Overeaters Anonymous, the basic text was AA's Alcoholics Anonymous and the AA 12 and 12. But then we started introducing our own literature, and what happened is we lost one, uh, two thirds of the fellowship, which means 100,000 members were lost. Now, is that a coincidence or is that correlation? We don't know. But one of the things I see here is that from 2012 to 2000, uh, from 2012 to 2020, eight years, eight, uh, a vision for you has brought revival of the big book into OA through our online meetings. And many hundreds of people worldwide are recovering from this hopeless state of mind and body. This is a true testimony of this book. This book works when nothing, when everything else fails. You know, and, and that goes to show that the literature plays, a, and I'll wrap it up with this, the literature plays a major role in AA's growth, and it can have that same effect with OA. You know, a passive quarter century has, has passed, and many of these translations are being uh, 
based uh, being uh, translated into the basic text, which are touching a variety of suffering uh, compulsive overeaters as well as alcoholics, and have had um, you know the hope of a uh, hope that we could not even ever imagine. And it, it's just a beautiful testimony to this book. And with that, I pass. Yeah, thank you so much, Stu, for getting us started. Okay, before I um, open up the lines for sharing, I want to remind us all that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So um, if you've shared on Thursday or Friday, we'll just ask that you um, hang back, hold back, so that others may share their experience too. And with that, who would like to share? Liz, UK. Liz? In the, in the UK. UK, Liz A E. Liz, I'm sorry, Liz A E. No, sorry, Liz E in the Got UK. It. Got it. Okay, Liz. Who else? Thank you. Nicole C in California. Nicole C. Claire E in the UK as well. Claire E. Maria F. Maria. room for a few more. Okay, I think we'll stop there then. We've got Liz E, Nicole C, Claire E, and Maria F. So Liz, you can um, unmute and get started. Good morning. Morning. Um, thank you very much for everybody doing service at this meeting. Um, and I am just so grateful for this book. I have got into recovery during the pandemic by finding um, a vision for you and the study of this big book. And um, I really understand this message about the literature because this book is the only piece of literature that I need and the only piece of literature with which I'm going to recover. And the lessons are in here and if I listen to it, if I take the action, if I do the work, I get, um, I get, I get healing. I am getting there. I've had a few tricky days, but I took action and I reached out and wow, it's feeling, um, a lot better. Um, so, and I love the fact 43 languages. Wow. Because I really want everyone to have access to this amazing resource that's in this book. And that's just amazing. And I've just really loved also that being in the UK, I've been able, I went to a meeting in LA the other day and it was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful meeting. I can join WhatsApp groups and with people all over the world. So I am having a global experience. And in my experience, I've got access to really high quality people who have got really great recovery, who are really helping me recover. So I just really wanted to get on and say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody. And, you know, for, the, for my fellows and my sponsor, thank you, thank you. 
and I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Liz E. Next up is Nicole C, and Nicole will be followed by Claire E. Good morning, Nicole. Thank Thank you so much. This is Nicole C. in California. I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you for allowing me to share. I have a lot of passion about this forward here. Um, I have experience in OA for the past four years, and I have a few weeks abstinence. I had an accident last year, and it changed everything. And the reason why this literature is so important, so important. It says here, literature has played a major role in AA's growth. Boom. Then it says, while our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, you know, our society changes, et cetera, et cetera. I cannot tell you how important that is to a newcomer. And the reason why I say that is in another fellowship, I have 16 years, and I've been taught the steps, I've been taught the traditions, and I've been taught the concepts. And those are all part of the literature. And other formats of OA have not worked for me. I was left feeling suicidal. I was left feeling not part of, like I didn't belong in OA, like I wasn't a real member. In fact, some old-timers that do not use this literature in OA went as far as to tell me the way I was doing it was not abstinent. And I'm here to tell you that if you're new and you are suffering from eating, you can get this. You can get this with this book because I have a sponsor who's taking me through the book now in OA and she's been abstinent since 1989 and she sticks to the literature and she sticks to the steps and the traditions and the concepts, and she knows that we're not doctors. She knows we're not professionals. Um, A few weeks ago, when I was coming home from being stuck in Mexico for three months during the pandemic, I was shoving my face, shoving it, shoving it, shoving it. This illness is progressive, I promise you. Because when I came to OA a few years back, that's not the way it was for me. I was an overeater, and I knew it. But I had never gone back to back, candy bar, candy bar, candy bar, candy bar, candy bar, on my way home from Mexico to California. And I don't ever want to live like that again. And I don't have to, because now I have a sponsor who knows this book. And I have a sponsor who uses this book. And I actually believe this time I'm actually going to make it an OA. I actually feel like I have a chance for permanent recovery because of a vision for you and because of this book, and because of all of you on the line. And I am not being overdramatic when I say that you all on this line have saved my life because I knew I could come here. And I love you all so much. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Nicole Say. Okay, next up is Claire E., and Claire will be followed by Maria F. Good morning, Claire. Good morning, everyone. My name is Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Cornwall in the UK. Um, thank you to everybody who's doing service. And um, well, there's loads in here, isn't there? I'm really trying to sort of focus my thoughts, really. Um, and I, the first bit that really came out to me was when it refers to the, the bit where, you know, we are people who normally would not mix. And these words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. 
There's so much in the big book that was far more visionary um, than the founding members could ever have imagined. If they could only have imagined in that kitchen with Ebby and Bill W, how many millions of us, you know, all on Zoom calls, you know, less than 80 years later. It's, it's just a phenomenal. And it always brings me back to, you know, sort of a God of my understanding, a higher power, a power greater than ourselves that's been behind the scenes with this fellowship right from the very start. Um, and I just love that. And the visionary, you know, sort of we're out there, we're at the forefront. This is stuff that we can see. Um, and it's, it's um, yeah, it's just amazingly kind of God-given. And then, like like other fellows have picked up on the literature, um, so the literature, which was, of course, the brainchild of, of the early first 100, um, with, with, with sort of putting together what they were doing experientially um, into some sort of programme. Um, and it's preserved the integrity. And, and I love there's a there's a speaker who talks about, you know, sort of situations that I replay in my head have no integrity. They have no fidelity. But the message always gets warped. You know, I can't even quote the big book, things that I've, I've read before. I can't remember them two days, five days later. And, um, you know, at the bottom of the page where it says, or the bottom of the forward, it says, in any meeting, anywhere, AA share experience, strength and hope with each other in order to stay sober. For sure, I, I do that. I really try to share my own experience with the big book, with, with, with not working the big book way. I've had experience of that too, strength and hope. But my message will always be warped to my experience of it. It will always be, you know, what worked for me and what didn't work for me. There isn't an integrity there. And, and the only way I can preserve the message of integrity is to refer back to the literature, back to the literature, back to the literature. Um, and every time I do that, I find another sentence I never saw before or has different meaning. Um, and it really stays, it keeps it true to the value of that first 100 people and their experience. And that's what I, I need to be, you know, sort of focused on when I'm talking to people who are, who are, you know, I was about to say newer or, or what people I'm trying to help, I guess. Um, and I just want to pick up on this thing, you know, with the pandemic and everything else. You know, I, I was I was actually in Alcoholics Anonymous when this was written in 2001, which is lovely because I kind of feel part of the history myself. But, you know, I remember computers 20 years ago. I mean, it was dial up and it was it was rubbish, wasn't it, really? And, and you know, now we've got the Muppet Show. I don't know if, uh, you know, sort of this, this, this amazing Zoom meetings, you know, with people from all over the world in a meeting, um, you know, sharing experience, strength and hope. It's just phenomenal. I mean, God, we're so lucky to be sober now. I dread to think if this pandemic had happened 20 years ago. I think, you know, it was, it's just so easy. It's so at our fingertips and we are so lucky and so blessed to have so many resources available to us anytime we want to and, and the literature of being a very big part of that. And with that, I will leave it there. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much, Claire A. Okay, next up is Maria F. And then we'll open up the lines again for sharing. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, everyone. My name is Maria F. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from County Dublin in Ireland. Um, and the fourth edition, yeah, this book um, it is one of the best-selling books of the 20th century and estimated to have sold 37 million copies. That's just phenomenal. Um, and it talks here about it being translated into many languages. And, and it says at the end, you know, the little asterisks, 70 languages. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know, with the book here, my left, you know, even in translation, the message remains the same. It's the same message no matter what translation or what dialect. Um, there is one message, you know, there's only one message in the book. And um, and this book has helped millions upon millions of people get sober. Um, and it has clear cut directions. Uh, and, and, and the purpose of, of the book is, you know, um, 
to, to for a vital spiritual experience that's what is through through the twelve steps and for me you know it's not open to interpretation you know i have to i had to follow the instructions exactly as they were laid out in the big book um and i often heard you know um there are no musts in the program you know and it's not true there's 103 musts in this book um because half measures will avail me nothing i won't get half a program i get absolutely nothing um and it talks then later on, you know, about modem to modem, face to face. AA speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And modem to modem, face to face, you know, and it's now it's Zoom to Zoom. And um, last night I Zoomed 6,000 miles away to a meeting in L.A. And, you know, um, same message. I heard the message at that meeting that was 6,000 miles away from where I live. Um, I heard the, the steps read out. I heard the familiarity of the traditions and while the format may be different, the message when the, the meeting was the same um, and everything that I need to do for recovery is in this book. I only, as we shared, I only need this book. I don't need anything else. And, you know, I have to, well, I don't have to, but I choose to do what's laid out in the book, you know, because um, if I want to live in that state of grace, a price has to be paid and to work in those Steps one to nine, um, as outlined, and then living in, in steps ten, eleven, and twelve, and um, that's what I need to do for my recovery today, um, and and I am so grateful to do it, and just thinking, you know, before this book, that 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 was written, and and AA spent time posting it and put it together, thinking, you know, the miracle of it, you know, I just feel so so grateful, um, and yeah, talking then about you know the language of the heart, because that's what I heard when I came into OA, you know, I came in. And it was very small in Dublin. There was probably five or six people in the room. And I knew there was something in their eyes. There was something that they had that I wanted. Um, and that's, you know, the program of attraction because pain was my convincer. You know, pain was my convincer. And yeah, it had to be the last house in the block. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. Okay, perfect timing. Um, so I'm going to remind us where we read. We read the forward to the fourth edition. Um, we read that entire forward, and it's in, um, from the first paragraph through the fourth, ending with power and simplicity. And um, if you haven't shared on Thursday or Friday of last week, um, we invite you to share. So who would like to share? Melissa G. Okay, Melissa. Was it Melissa G? Yes. Gotcha. Was Sarah T. Hold on. Before uh, Rick, was it Rick? Yes. Okay, gotcha, Rick J. And then? Sarah T. Could you spell that again? I'm missing. S-A-R-A. Okay, Sarah, S-A-R-A. And your last initial? K. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. K. K, K, Sarah K. K. Who else? Larry G. Laura Lou B. Was that? I heard a Larry. Larry G. Larry G. And then there was someone that came in after. Laura Lou B. Laura Lou B. Lynn S. Lynn S. Okay, so I have Melissa G, Rick J, Sarah K, Larry G, 
Laura Lou B, Lynn S. Did I miss anybody? Okay, awesome. All right, Melissa, you can get us started, Melissa G. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, this is Melissa G from Michigan. Um, So as we were reading through this and I was listening to how AA spread throughout the country and nations, um, all I was picturing is um, redwood trees because um, the roots are very shallow, but they grow outward. And the trees all grow closely together and they intertwine and they live in communities and tribes. So because the roots are so shallow that if a strong wind blew, if it didn't have its partners, they wouldn't stand, they would fall. Um, And that to me is the miracle of this program. Um, Just like the tree, just like this program, the trees are provided with strength and support to each other. Um, When one dies, it provides food to the other. And I think that that is the spiritual food that's provided from everyone in the program. Um, And it's just, it's a true testament that, again, I always say it, we're not meant to do life alone. Um, We can't survive alone. I was not living before I was actually a part of a program. Um, We need each other to help us think about the past. And um, we can't think of the past alone because then we get in our head and we can offline it and um, get lost. And um, we need each other to help us solve life problems and to share in our strengths and times of need. And this is what this program does. And you think of when this was written, they were just then talking about online communication for meetings. And where would we all be had you know, that not been discovered. And so I just, I love that vision of the tree growing because redwoods are like some of the biggest, strongest trees and you look at them and you just think, oh, their roots must be so deep, but it's not that they're deep. They're being supported by their friends and fellows. And that's what this program is. So I just hope you all have a beautiful day. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Melissa G. Thank you. Okay, next up is Rick J, and Rick will be followed by Sarah K. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Melissa. How are you? I'm doing well. Hi, everyone. This is Rick J. I'm uh, a compulsive overeater in North Carolina. I'm recovered but not cured. And, um, yeah, I love listening to the shares this morning. And, um, yeah, I, I uh, like a previous reader, I... I really was struck by uh, the, um, you know, that very last uh, sentence, modem to modem or face to face, AA speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And, um, you know, and and that really sort of ties back into the very ending of the fourth or the third edition. Uh, Each day somewhere in the world recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic sharing experience, strength and hope. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, and they mentioned experience, strength, and hope again, you know, just in the, in the sentence before the, the last one in the fourth edition. And, but, you know, I was really thinking about that language of the heart and, um, you know, what does that mean to me? You know, what is that language that I'm speaking? You know, no matter what language, you know, all around the world, uh, you know, people are speaking in, you know, in 
their uh, the language of the country they live in, uh, and they're also speaking a common language, which is shared by all of us. That language is the heart, and you know, I uh, you know I was I was sick, I was suffering, I was hopeless, I was broken, and uh, and I I was powerless, and I needed something beyond anything I'd ever experienced to find recovery which was that power greater than myself, you know, and, um, you know, and, and tying in the, the literature, um, you know, that, uh, this, this, the language and also all the other, you know, the, the pamphlets and, and all the other literature that, that, uh, has been printed and, and supports this beautiful book, uh, you know, back, you know, right over to, to 45, you know, uh, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. And so we all have a common problem and we all are using this book, you know, as the, uh, you know, as to the common um, program of action to find and access that power. And that's, that's the language that we're speaking and we're, we're using this book, but we're also bringing our own, unique experiences as, you know, to, to make it come alive, you know, I mean, if this book doesn't come alive through somebody else's experience, strength and hope, it is just another self-help book that uh, will eventually get tossed on a pile of other self-help books, you know, in the corner of, you know, my room. And, and that's not what this book is about. That's not what this fellowship is about and certainly that's not what the language of the heart is all about so anyways good to be here that's all i have and with that i pass okay thank you so much rick j awesome um next up is sarah k and sarah will be followed by larry g good morning sarah hi it's sarah k from new jersey i'm a compulsive overeater I'm new to um to the program. This is just um day fifty two for me. Um I tried um years like about seven years ago I tried this program and um I um I you know, I don't know, I, I it wasn't vision and I just had such a hard time like finding a sponsor and finding it was just I, I think it was like the lack of of maybe maybe like the technology that I didn't have and the you know I didn't have WhatsApp and you know all those that just makes it somewhat easier um, and um, and also just I just kept on getting the message like I don't know we don't have time we're so overwhelmed we don't have time to sponsor you we don't have time and I ended up like just giving it up and you know obviously now seven years later. My um, disease definitely got much, much um, worse, and now I, I I realized also to the extent of you know before I just thought like okay I need a diet and I need a I need to lose weight and once I lose weight I'll be fine but like now I realize no this is the what I need in my life for my whole life and um, it's not going to get better it just got much much worse and I came back I felt so, so welcome and understood and right away like people helped me find a sponsor and people showed me where the meetings were and it was just like such a good feeling and everyone understood where I'm coming from and what um how I relate to food. I didn't have to like explain. It was just um so unbelievable. 
um and and um and yeah and just thank you and that I'll pass Thank you so much, Sarah Kay. Thank you. Okay, next up is Larry G, and Larry, Larry will be followed by Laura Loby. Good morning, Larry G. Good morning. My name is Larry G. I'm from uh, Northern California. Um, I came into Visions on May 17th of this year, and I could not imagine um, reading these paragraphs out of the foreword that it would inspire me like it's inspiring me this morning. Um, just would have never believed it. And we we talk in uh, we talk in meetings. Um, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and we talk in AA and how this big book has the instructions for everyone, and it works for everyone. And this forward proves it. It proves that this book works for everybody. If it just worked for me or you handful of people as it was said before it would be nothing more than a self-help book um, and for me my opinion is that you can take the help out of self-help books um, this book someone right now of hundred thousands of people right now not only on this call are studying this book uh, people who are getting up they're doing their uh, they're doing their 11-step work reading the book People are going to bed at night. They're doing the review of the book. Um, sponsors and sponsees are meeting together. There's big book studies. It just, it's mind-boggling how this has grown. Um, I came to Visions in May uh, 2020, and I made a call to a woman who eventually became my sponsor, and she has so much integrity. Uh, just, she's amazing, and all we talk about is the big book. Uh, we work out of the big book. Um, I'm from the the OA program. Um, OA did not fail me. I failed it. Um, I was out of answers. Uh, May 17th, I was a goner. I have uh, 39 years of sobriety, and I, I told God, I said, listen, if uh, this is so, what sobriety is, it sucks. I said, just take me now, because I literally was... I was done. And since I come to Visions for You, reading this big book each day, paragraph by paragraph, putting the lessons I've learned into practice, um, working the steps out of this book, reading it, highlighting it, underlining it, writing notes, uh, talking to my sponsor about it, has absolutely saved my life. Um, you know, it's unfair that I compare this book with other literature in no way it's just unfair it's like comparing a classic book that is in the archives of a library to a to the book of the month it just doesn't it just isn't a fair comparison um this book is black and white you know there god is or god isn't uh, i'm a normal drinker or i'm a i'm an alcoholic um anyway thank you so much uh I just love this program. I thank you. I thank everybody in this call who I that I hear from this day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Larry J. Thank you. Okay, next up is Laura Lou B. And Laura will be followed by Lynn S. Good morning, Laura Lou. 
Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, everyone, for this meeting and um, for all that are doing service behind the scenes. Um, I appreciate that it that we are here together. Um, so much, so much has changed for me because of vision. Um, a year ago, and I so I am also an alcoholic, but. Um, first and foremost, a compulsive overeater. And in the last couple of years, I would it was like playing whack-a-mole. I would put one addiction down, pick up the other one, put one to, put the alcohol down and picked up the food again after having been abstinent. And um, I wasn't ready to surrender at all. And um, today is my one-year anniversary of being so- sober from alcohol. It's um, close to it's my two month anniversary with um, a recommitment and vision to food sobriety. But what I want to tell you is that when I was drinking a year ago, I started listening again to vision meetings. I didn't want to go to a face to face meeting. I just wanted to, you know, I was desperate, but I wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready. And, um, but I was listening to vision meetings. Um, and I heard you explain that I'm not, that I wasn't going to want to get sober. Um, that that was, that's, that's addiction. I wasn't going to want to wait. I wasn't going to wake up one morning and say, you know what, today I think I'm going to put down um, all the things that I pick up instead of God. Um, but you, you said in the meeting, someone said in the meeting, and I was driving in my car that, you know, that's why we need God. And it just hit me. It just hit me um, that I did, that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to want to stop drinking and eating. I was binging and drinking every single night a year ago. And, um, and I, I started back to AA meetings because I realized, and I had the courage to realize that I didn't have to want it, but that that was what God was for. And then having put the alcohol down for several months and being back in the big book, I knew, I knew that if I didn't put the food down, I would drink again. You know, like someone shared, I was still miserable. I was still in so much pain. Um, And again, I, I got back into listening to vision meetings. For me, it, for me, it was you all and your courage and your commitment and your faith that I could be a recovered person is what has given me courage. And I have a sponsor now. I'm working the steps. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, And it really does work. And like someone else shared for the first time ever, I actually believe that I could be a recovered person and stop playing um, whack-a-mole with my addictions. So thanks everyone for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Laura Lupe. Okay, next up is Lynn S. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Vision. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And the words in this foreword have really, they really settled in my heart. They just settled in my heart as the message of recovery preserve the integrity of the AA message while our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message. 
in any meeting anywhere, AAs share their experience, strength, and hope with each other. And I reflect upon my behavior in OA meetings where they read the OA literature. And in many, I would sit there with disgust all over my face. Or I can remember actually sitting there and pulling out the AA literature and reading the corresponding parts when they were reading the OA literature, showing my disgust. I was a big book thumper, and the way I thumped it was I beat people over the head with it. And so many times people have said to me, Lynn, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it that is so offensive. Well, in this example, it's what I said and how I said it, which was so offensive. Where was the integrity of the message? Where was sharing experience, strength, and hope? Where was the vision, the visionary experience that this literature could bring people? I look at the experience of our meeting vision and the numbers of people that are in this meeting experiencing recovery, having it offered to them. They're not being beaten about the head with it. People are sharing the integrity of the message. They're sharing their experience, strength, and hope. They are helping others. Why do we do this? In order to stay sober and help others. Not to stand on soapboxes and be inconsiderate and demeaning. I am so grateful for the experience that this meeting has taught me on how to share this incredible message with integrity and with hope. And the main purpose behind it is to help others achieve abstinence. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lynn Okay. We have time for um, two, two-and-a-half-minute shares. Who else would like to speak? Um, Brenda A. Brenda A. Oh. Judy K. Judy K. Awesome. All right, so um, I'm going to give you guys each um, two minutes, 30 seconds, and... Um, Brenda A., go right ahead. Yes, good morning, and thank you for your service. Um, my, can I ask a question, or should I wait until the next meeting? Hello? Melissa, are you on the line? Hi, Brenda A., I'm sorry, were you speaking? I was. I muted. Oh, good, good morning. Um, can I ask a question, or should I wait until the 8 o'clock meeting? Yeah, the 8 o'clock meeting is where we ask questions. Okay, thank you. Then I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you for your service. Thanks. Thank you. So, Judy Kay, you can have the the whole three minutes. Um, That would be great. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
Yes. Thank you. This is Judy Kay, recovered in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, this meeting's amazing, and all you people on this meeting, all the service Melissa's doing, and and everybody who's sharing, and everyone who's who's just there. Um, I'm very grateful for the service because without you guys, I would not have found um, my program, my abstinence, and my recovery. Um, God led me. God literally led me to y'all. Um, I studied that big book and did not follow the instructions. When I finally met someone who had what I needed, which was true recovery from compulsive eating, um, I was asked to listen to these meetings and asked if I could just for a few days, put down what we decided with the alcoholic foods. And um, within a matter of a few days, the clarity came. There are so many things in this book, so many things. Um, and, and, and so many things that ha- are continuing to take me out of my self-absorption my selfishness, and I, I keep getting confronted with this even re- in recovery, and maybe that's what recovery is, um, being able to examine one's own behavior and say, is this really what God wants me to do? It's been an amazing journey, and it continues to be, and they say that, it, that the big book really gives you instructions to stay in recovery not just to find it, but to stay in recovery. And uh, the instruction that I needed was the zero instruction, which is how do you get, how do you, how do you start getting recovered? And it's total abstinence, something I didn't even want to hear. So these meetings every morning, listening to y'all, listening to the messages, reading this book, this this gem of, gem of a chip of a book, um, paragraph by paragraph every, every day. Uh, it keeps me grounded. It makes me recognize that my self-absorption and my selfishness is um, a space to get out of uh, rather than to stay in. I came in for selfish reasons, um, but I'm staying in for more than selfish reasons. I want to thank everyone again, and with that, I'll pass. Okay, thank you so much, Judy Kay. Thank you. Um, okay. Okay, thank you to everyone who shared. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Um, I have not yet received the share ID for today's meeting, but so when I will, I will chime in and give it. Um, We're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Lisa B., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only until keep you until then. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, Melissa. This is Lisa B. Okay. I'm sorry, I was a little bit unprepared. I didn't know that I was reading it. <laughs> I must have 
fallen. I think I was. Uh, you go ahead, Lisa. Oh, apologize, Lisa B. I did. I made a mistake. It was Maria F. Yeah, Maria F. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm no problem. <laughs> no problem. No problem, Melissa. No problem. Hi, my name is Maria F. I recover compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.